1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
0: Oh, my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. For the week of 9th of April 2018, I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Reese Nelson takes us through his past year at the club. Adrian Clark looks ahead to our key clashes both against Moscow in the Europa League and, of course, Newcastle in the Premier League. We kick off with another look back at the weekend action with our Arsenal Insider. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well I'm delighted to say that Peter Hurst from Arsenal Denmark, a board member of a big Arsenal International Supporters Club, has joined us here at Emirates Stadium to uh, look back at some of the recent action. Peter, great to have you here, how are you? Great to be here, I'm good, how are you? Yeah, very good. So you came with a pretty large contingent of Danes to watch the Southampton game. Tell us about your experiences of the day, first of all.
2: Yes, we have uh, travelled 28 to uh, maybe 30 people here and uh, we went to the game yesterday. We arrived on Friday and had a stadium tour with Charlie George on Saturday. And uh, well, yesterday was uh, it was a great result. Um, the game was not great, uh, but uh, it was important that we got the three points. But uh, you could see that there had been made a lot of changes from the lineup on Thursday. But, uh, uh, and then the, the weather from London yesterday, <laughs> we were soaking wet, all of us. But uh, in the end, when you win the game, that improves the spirit and uh, we joined for dinner afterwards and uh, had a great night.
0: And obviously there is at Emirates Stadium an Arsenal Denmark banner, isn't it, that's been there for, uh, for a long while. You guys go back a long way with your affinity to the club.
2: Yes. Um, 2016 we got up a banner, is the 25 years anniversary of Arsenal Denmark, but... We have had a banner there before also, but we have been a supporters group for many years. And uh, we have our main objective is try to connect the Danish fans with the club and the experience on match days. And most Danish Arsenal fans can't travel to see the games very often. But when they do, we want to make sure that it's a great experience. And when they, when they don't travel, we want to connect them with the whole Arsenal experience.
0: I guess one of the key things from the match itself was to see Danny Welbeck score two assists as well in a very timely return to goal-scoring form from him.
2: Yes, we have been uh, we've been looking for him on the score sheet, and it is in many ways I think it was a very Danny Welbeck uh, performance because he made some uh, would you say iffy touches, and but in the end he got two goals and saved the day for us. That was uh, that was excellent. But uh, he, he could have had a third, also I think. But um, I, I think we have seen uh, in this week the maybe the best and the worst part of this Arsenal team, because the defending was very suspect yesterday, and uh, it was what you see. There's an issue there. They make many, you would say, interesting de- decisions, and uh, and we give away easy goals as we have been giving away for for quite some time, but. But as long as we keep outscoring them, we will win. But it was it was not a great performance yesterday.
0: No, I think you summed that up quite well in the sense that obviously it is six games now in a row that Arsenal have won in all competitions, which yes. is an excellent run. And there are other positives to focus on. The likes of pierre emerick Bamiang obviously is, is bang in form, but yes. we can't get too carried away. No. It's maybe a little
2: too little too late. But... I saw a newspaper that says, all is well, that ends well back. And uh, you could say that about yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so a key win for Newcastle, a uh, key win against Southampton. We'll talk about the Newcastle game with Adrian Clark a little bit later in the podcast. Peter, let's just reflect back on the situation in Europe then, in the Europa League. Some brilliance from Aaron Ramsey in the first leg of the quarterfinal. Let's just yes. remind ourselves, first of all, of a couple of cracking goals from Rambo against CSKA Moscow. Arsenal have it with Mkhitaryan, this is Ozil, swiftly on, Wilshire, edge of the area, inside the box, looking to turn, Ozil will feed in. low ball in, big chance here, taken in spectacular fashion by Aaron Ramsey, this time the flag does stay down, Arsenal have their early goal, brilliantly worked, it is Arsenal 1, Tesco Moscow nil. With Ramsey, scorer of Arsenal's first goal, to Lacazette, scorer of the second, Monreal, now it's with Ozil once again, inside the area, Ramsey with a... Oh, that is sensational! Unbelievable skill from Aaron Ramsey. A delightful flick over Igor Akimfeov, onside, into the net. And that is something special from Arsenal's Welshman. The Gunners lead by three goals to one. Aaron Ramsey, brilliant, wasn't it? Particularly that one goal, just, just stunning. Yeah, I've been watching that on replay
2: a few times. And I believe maybe you have two. Yeah. <laughs> it was an excellent finish. But on the night, he could have had a few more. But I think he is getting those runs into the area. He, he's timing his, his play better and better. And I think his understanding with the rest of the midfield is improving. And hopefully that will lead to some European success.
0: It's a difficult game, isn't it? CSKA are a quality side, Arsenal with a big win but at times again under the sword and now having to go away for this second leg.
2: It's difficult. I don't know if you've ever been to Moscow. I haven't but uh, you've heard a lot about those Moscow football nights and it's cold and it's uh, very much an away tie. But I think with the 4-1 lead we have, that should be enough. But that's not what we want. We want the Champions League so we have to go and win this tournament because Thursday night is not when we should be playing football. So it's a way into Europe's prime competition Champions League. And we we want to see the team play there.
0: Hector Beller an important role in midweek again with an assist for Ramsey and, and a solid performance. Mm. Let's hear a little bit of the young Spanish defender speaking to Arsenal media
3: post-match. He was really good. We had... Uh... You know the the we're giving away the free kick and they, they got uh, an away goal and uh, we know that could uh, complicate things. So, you know we, we reacted well to to that um, to that goal and uh, you know uh, we're really happy with the with the score. Uh, we wish we could have kept uh, a clean sheet, but uh, now we can go to, to Russia with a positive mindset and and knowing that uh, you know if we make no mistakes, uh, we're in the next round. We should have scored um, a, few, a few more goals, I believe, in the, in the second half. We had loads of chances and, you know, uh, we're lucky that, that it is a 4-1 because if the score would have been a bit tighter, you know, we would have regretted uh, missing those chances. But, um, you know, with a, the with a three-goal lead uh, going over there, uh, we, we're really happy with it.
0: Hector Behr in there. And Peter, you're just giving me a little analogy off air. Hector came across and spent some time with you guys after the game at the weekend. Yes. For,
2: for this game, we had an arrangement with the club that... Uh, We came to see the players arrive uh, at the club before the game and after the game, uh, Hector Berwin came out and signed a few autographs and took a few pictures. So that that was a nice experience for the Danish supporters and uh, thank you to Mark who fixed that for us here at the club. (laughs) But uh, he had an important role to play on Thursday, yeah. And uh, hopefully he can get some more consistency into his performances because maybe he has been lacking that for, for
0: this season? Yeah, I think that's a, a fair way to look at it. Fingers crossed he will kick on again in a, in a very consistent manner. And, and for the match itself, it's just such a huge one. We can't underemphasize, can we? Arsenal winning this competition ideally, but just still mm. going through round through round. And for that point, Peter, I think we'll see the strongest available Arsenal team in Europe again. It's kind of flipped, hasn't it? Where that's clearly now Arsene Wenger's main priority. Yeah, if you
2: look back at the beginning of the competition, it was two different teams, one playing in Europe and one playing in the league. I, I believe that he made seven changes for the lineup on Sunday and, right. and you would say that it's mainly a, a totally different team. And and you could see that. Our performance wasn't great yesterday and we, we lacked some quality there. And, and, and maybe that's the state of our club at the moment that the, the the players outside the starting 11 are maybe not at the level required, but we, we got the win in the end, but it makes you think that we need more quality and we need more consistency in the performances because we shouldn't be talking about European football on Thursday night. So that's the situation, but, but I think it was great to see that uh, the game was free flowing in, in, in the attack at certain points during the Thursday night game. And uh, you could see that that was the difference between Thursday and Sunday because things were not happening as easily on Sunday. But, uh, I mean, two games, two wins, it's not too bad, but
0: just to put things into perspective, I would say. And hopefully we'll see as well one or two of the youngsters continue to get their opportunities. And the strength of the, the club's youth team at the moment, which I get to commentate a fair bit on for Arsenal Media. If they Cup youth semi-final to come a week on Monday. That is hopefully going to be continually reflected as we move forward. Yeah, and we saw the debut of Reece Nelson on
2: Sunday. I think he had a, a decent debut. Uh, you, you expect a young player to make mistakes, but he, he made a, a, a decent... Uh, uh, game for himself, and actually, I was I was a bit surprised that he wasn't uh, given the full ninety minutes because I think he he played well, uh, well and and you could see that he had the energy of a young guy, and he, he tried to take on players, and uh, sometimes he got pie- <laughs> past them, and sometimes he didn't, but that's what you want to see from a young player up and coming.
0: When Peter will he be back again? Do you think when's your next trip, or perhaps Arsenal Denmark's next trip back? Well, here? we have two trips each
2: year. And uh, I think uh, at least I'll be at the spring trip next year, but hopefully one time before that. And um, usually we have uh, 45 Danish Arsenal supporters at every home game at uh, at the Emirates. Wow. But uh, two times a year we travel as a group and uh, we try to make sure that we give that a a little bit extra, the experience about meeting Hector Barron and going on the tour and seeing the players, but um, yeah. Hopefully, the results will improve, so more supporters will
0: want to come. Well, the momentum is hopefully back with the club. Peter, thank you so much for coming here to Emirates Stadium to chat to us on the Arsenal Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Top man. You're welcome. Well, as we heard from Peter there, Reese Nelson has come through the Arsenal ranks and earned a place in the first-team squad this season, including starting against Southampton at the weekend. We've spoken to Reese about his journey from Hale End to Emirates
3: Stadium. Um, A year ago, I was thinking...
1: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host.
4: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination. yahoofinance.com.
3: Uh, if only I could make my debut now. And um, I was just playing for the under-18s and trying to break into the 23s as a first year. And I thought I was every day trying to Harder and harder to just get a sniff of first team football and trying to get over to train with the first team regularly all the time. I would say, I wouldn't say I'm happy, I'll say I'm content. Uh, I've, I think I've made a lot of appearances, but I haven't made it into the actual squad, and that's something I wanted to do. I wanted to play for Arsenal Football Club. But when I made my first team debut, uh, I didn't really know what to do. I was a bit nervous, I didn't know when I come on I should pass the ball fast, dribble, but I think a lot of the boys just said, Reese, just play a normal game, pass it, move and you'll be fine. I think I done that and it showed it. I thought all the hard work's paid off, so now this is my chance to show everyone what a good football I am and just play my game. A lot of people expect a lot of big things from every player playing for Arsenal because Arsenal's such a big team, but. Everyone's an individual and everyone has different steps in their career, what they'll take. I'd say mine at the moment is just gradually building up and um, at the moment I'm just trying, training harder and harder, so getting to the team and staying after practice, doing free kicks with the other boys and just waiting for my moment to come and when that moment comes I'm sure I'll take it. Last week at Wembley I went to watch Dick and watch the boys, support the boys and i um, I was just walking, walking. I had my hood up because I didn't really want to get noticed that much. I had my hood up and I think I took it off for one minute because I was so hot, I was baking and then uh, like one fan just jumped on my back and just screaming, Nelson, Nelson, Nelson. I was like, "Whoa, how are you, how are you? And it's good and I took a couple of pictures with the boys. But also I saw a lot of people wearing the Nelson jerseys, so that made me really happy as well. When I was growing up I used to have loads of Thierry jerseys like, on my wall and my mum used to like Get all uh, work really hard, work really hard to get uh, enough to get one of them shirts. So when I got it, I didn't. used to wear it every day, I used to wear it to school, I used to wear it out to parties. And uh, So when you see like, your name just hanging there with all, all the other footballers in the dressing room, it's just like a big achievement, I would say. Yeah, I've given a couple of Notion shirts back to my mum, I think, along with my other family members as well. I think everyone wanted a shirt, so I've dished them out a lot. We've all had different journeys, I would say. I think Eddie's had a great, great, great uh, debut scoring two goals, so uh, we always ask him how did it feel and everything. Joe's been excellent as well playing in the midfield and I think he's dominating the midfield every time he gets the opportunity. And myself, I'm just playing my game and I think hopefully we'll all grow together and get into that first team. Yeah, it's it's, it's lovely, I think. we all coming from Hay-Len, so. Playing with each other at Hayland and now playing on a regular basis for the 23s and sometimes even the first team is just really good. I think they're one, two of my best friends are Arsenal as well, so it's really nice to have a good relationship on and off the pitch with them as well. I'm willing to just put the hard work in the first start. I think that's the, the main thing. Once you've got the hard work in and the other attributes will come. Just staying after training, I'd say working on my qualities, making them better and how I can help the team, I would say. The
0: Chalkboard with Adrian Clark. Well, Adrian Clarke joins me for another dose of The Chalkboard. Clarkey, how are you?
5: I'm very well, thank you. Sorry I'm not there today.
0: Busy, man. We appreciate your other commitments, but uh, thank you for taking time out to speak to us. Building up, obviously, to the Newcastle game at the weekend, but Clarky, let's just touch with our question at The Chalkboard on Thursday night, and how heavily should or will Arsene Wenger rotate again for CSK Moscow away?
5: Well, I wouldn't be rotating anyone. I'd be playing my strongest team available. Obviously, we've, we've lost Henrik Mkhitaryan to injury. There's no Aubameyang, obviously, in the Europa League. So no, I, I would expect uh, you know at least nine or ten of the same players that played in the first leg to, to turn out in Moscow. I think it's a really, really important game. You've got to go into it with a positive mentality. CSKA have lost to Basel, they've lost to Man United, they've lost to Lyon, all on home turf this season. So I'm not saying they're there for the taking, but if you get at CSKA and, uh, and attack them, you can win, home or away. So no, I would expect Arsene to, um, yeah to bring back the big guns and uh, to go there seeking a win. I, th- I think a win is more than possible.
0: And then, on the flip side of that, regardless of the outcome, it's then back to the league the next weekend for Newcastle United away. And it's a tough old game. I've covered a fair bit of Newcastle in recent weeks. And the balance, Clarkie, to their team, I think Rafa, has got spot on since the January transfer window.
5: Yeah, it took a while, didn't it, for Newcastle's season to get going. But, but he has got it now. That, that win against Manchester United in February was, was absolutely fantastic. It, it gave them the confidence. And they've not conceded a goal since then on home turf. Three clean sheets in a row. Um, only a couple conceded at St James's Park this calendar year in the Premier League. So they are a tough nut to crack. But also going forward, they've, they've nailed it really. You've got Kennedy, who, who is a, an upgrade on what they had before. Richie, excellent down the right. Uh, and Gale has added a little bit of speed up top. It's, um, yeah, they are. This probably isn't a great time to play Newcastle.
0: Gale's issue for me is that as much as he creates chances and he's quick and he reads the game well, he just doesn't score enough of those opportunities. And it's actually mm-hmm. the likes of Iasi Perez who are getting the crucial goals.
5: Yes, but Perez is is arguably the biggest danger man in this game. I think I think he's in in excellent form at the moment. He sort of operates as a false nine, doesn't he? Number ten of sorts. But yeah, he's he's got stronger as the, season, as the season's gone along, and Arsenal will not find it easy to pick him up. He's quite an elusive character on the football pitch. So, so yeah, Arsenal need to be very, very wary of him. But Gale Gale creates pace in behind, or has pace in behind, which creates room for the likes of Perez and Shelby to operate in behind. So, look, at the moment, I think tactically, Newcastle United are in in a really good place. And... You know, Arsenal, who haven't had a lot of away games of late, are going to have to go there with with the mentality they had for AC Milan, I think, and and go there looking to be really solid and potentially even play on the break sometimes. So, um, yeah, it's a tough game.
0: Yeah, Shelby, funnily enough, Clark, he's one of three other little aspects I wanted to point out and get your thoughts on. Mm. The Shelby-Modi army engine room, I think for a lot of people, has been surprisingly a massive success of late. I love how the two ball-playing centre-halves create from the back in Lejeune and Lascelles. And Martin Dubravka on loading goal, what a difference he's made. Those are the other three areas I think they've incrementally improved in recent times. Yeah,
5: big time. Yeah, Dubravka has been outstanding. He has been absolutely superb. So... Yeah, we're going to have a duel with the Newcastle goalkeeper, that's for sure. And the centre-halves have found a partnership. That was key. Earlier on in the season, they, they, they had to chop and change a great deal. But LaSalle and Lejeune, they're pretty classy players, I've got to say. And I think, I think if they can keep those two together next year, they will, they will become even more formidable. As good as diami and Shelby can be on the ball, you can get at them. Without the ball, I don't think they're anywhere near as strong as a lot of central midfield partnerships that Arsenal come up against. So it will be a case, I think, of us looking to pass the ball around those two uh, and not allowing them the room to, to to hurt us in the other direction. But, um, yeah, look, they're a good partnership. I like Shelby's range of passing. But I think sometimes he doesn't want to track back as much as certain other midfielders. So um, that's an area we're we'll looking to target.
0: I guess just finally then, Clarkey, from, from Arsenal's point of view, back into the league, it's just about finishing as high as they can. Fifth mm. is very viable. Now with another drop couple of points for Chelsea and just a, a three-point gap.
5: Well, you might as well use Chelsea as a gauge, might you? Just say, set the boys a target and say, look, can we, can we overcome Chelsea? Can we catch them up? Can we overtake them? Look, we're, we're playing far better than, than they are at the moment. And you wouldn't rule Arsenal out of finishing fifth. Really, though, hand on heart, fifth or sixth, is. It's, it's not a great difference, is it? I don't, I don't think it matters massively to Arsenal. It's all about the Europa League, isn't it, now? And, and That is the key. But look, you've got to fulfil these fixtures. You might as well gain confidence from them. And as I've explained on the podcast before, I think it, these league games are giving, the, are giving the manager an opportunity to try new things and to give the other players a run out. We saw Reese Nelson, didn't we, last time out, come in and make his full debut. I thought he did really, really well for 60-odd minutes. Um, And and I would expect the manager to to blood one or two other players or just try them out. Maybe we will see two up top or, or different formations between now and the end of the season. So there's lots to play for. But ultimately, I don't think the points matter that much.
0: So as we prepare Arsenal for this cauldron, this bare bit of an atmosphere <laughs> at St James's Park, what is your five-second team talk with Hawaii the Lads written in that tunnel just above <laughs> for inspiration as you prep the boys?
5: Yeah, I've played there. I've seen that message. Uh, my message would be, when we are challenging for the title next season, and we will be challenging for the title next season, this is the type of game we will come away to and we will win professionally. Go out there and show me that you should be in my side for next season.
0: Clarky brilliant stuff. Looking forward to locking horns with you now in this. Brain of Arsenal. With no Liam Roberts this week, I'm delighted to say that Alecky Rodgers has uh, stepped into the void to join us. And Alecky, last time you did, we all agreed you were actually better than Liam, so...
6: Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a bit of a, a Czech versus Ospina situation, isn't it? Coming in out of the, out of the cold.
0: Well, You're my favourite, Alecky. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to butter you up for those crucial half points. Wait, wait
6: till the questions come, although I cannot take responsibility, those they are definitely the, the work of Liam.
0: Clarky, I think you, sir, are first up.
5: Yeah, I'm, I think I'm first up this week on the questions on Glenn Helder.
6: Glenn Helder, exactly. Yeah, Glenn Helder week one as well, isn't it? It sure is. Excellent. So, ready? We are. Excellent. Questions on Glenn Helder week one starting now. How much did he join us from, from Vitessa.
5: He... uh, I I think it was 2.3 million.
6: That is correct. Yes, sir. Second question. Who did he score his only goal for us against?
5: Middlesbrough. remember it. I was on the bench.
6: Correct. (laughs) Who did he play his final game for us against?
5: I did look this up, you know. I I hope it's correct. It was in 96, 97, and I'm pretty sure it was Villa.
6: That's another correct. Doing well this week so far. Final question. In 1996, which team did we send him on loan to?
5: Oh, I know. Yeah, I remember this as well. He went on loan to Benfica.
6: That's correct. Four out of four. Well played. <laughs> so week one Thank questions you. are,
0: are re- nice. some
6: tricky ones in there, it's but you okay did very like well. a
0: proper week one curveball, though, isn't there? It in-
6: wasn't there. <laughs> so well <done> there <laughs> You'll have to take that up I'm with in Liam. On okay. Okay. Cool. Thank you very much indeed, Adrian. Well done. Four out of four. Um, coming up to Russ now, and you are on week two of the FA Cup Final 2015.
0: Yeah.
6: Right. All
0: ready. Yes.
6: Questions start now. What was unique about the 2015 FA Cup final?
0: It had the most... It was the highest ever... It won't, wait a minute, let me get it right. There's a couple of things. It was the most watched TV game of the season, with nine million viewers across BT and, and BBC. It had... It was back to having a full day's build-up on BBC, as they used to do, to make it the focal point of the day. Now, these aren't the right after are they? Not quite, okay. not quite. Uh, uh, what else is unique about that final? <laughs> just,
5: just one <laughs> thing. Um, Give up the ghost, Rust.
0: come hmm. on. Might have to already admit an early defeat at this rate. This is devastating.
6: Do you want to just pull one, try to pull one out of the air? Take a
0: few records knocking around. It was it was a record number of times Arsenal had been in a final. Nineteen, record twelfth time that Arsenal won it. Ugh, no, I
6: think, think we have to go with passing that. Okay, it's a bit of an, uh, an off piece to one there. It's at the latest kickoff time for a non-replay Cup final. Right,
0: there you go. For, week two, week two. Aye what can aye. I say? Right, okay.
6: okay question that two. Was the invitation already. <laughs> question two. Who was man of the match in the final?
0: Santi
6: Cazorla. Perfect. Question three. We beat Man United in the quarter-final. Which United player got sent off?
0: Oh, goodness. I know Rooney scored for United. I'll say Rooney, did he, did he get sent off and score?
6: Unfortunately not, it was uh, Angel Di Maria. And question four. Name three out of the four players to score against us on the cop run. On the cup run.
0: OK, Rooney. McCleary scored for Reading. So McCleary, Rooney, and one of the Brighton players. Oh. Oh. I, I can't remember the Brighton scorers. No, it's obviously 3 2. No. Okay, two no.
6: Good. Cool. You could have had. So you got Wayne Rooney. Yeah. You got uh, Gareth McCleary, Yeah. You could have had Chris O'Grady or Sam Baldock. Mm. The week two is a bit trickier. Right.
0: Fair enough, Clark here, I can't argue with that. Cheer up, mate. Well done, pal. I don't feel I disgraced myself there. They were hard, but never mind. Um, I will go next. I was just thinking, actually, earlier yeah. about you know the impact that of McCabamyang has had in recent weeks and how he's kind of really like scoring, it. lifting the momentum of the club, which is brilliant. Pre Arsenal. Clearly. Let's just have the life and times of pierre
6: The life of times of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang.
0: Absolutely. Darky, when can we see or hear you next? Um, I'm in a busy week. Uh, commentary box for CSKA
5: in Moscow. Really looking forward to that. And um, I'll be hosting the matchday show against Newcastle.
0: Well, that's full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Rhys Nelson, to Peter Hurston, of course, to Adrian Clark for their contributions today. We'd like to know how we're doing in the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well and also find us on Acast these days. Remembering too to put your questions to Clarky at the chalkboard. That's on Twitter using the hashtag Arsenal Weekly. And we're back on Monday, the 16th of April. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast.
4: When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all.